and welcome to the Corporate Yogi Podcast. Now, today's topic might be something that you have had to deal with during COVID or at some point in the past in your career. And if you haven't, then count yourself lucky. I'm talking about layoffs and how to respond after one of your much-loved colleagues or many of your colleagues have been let go from your company. One of my clients recently went through a significant layoff in her company, and when we jumped on our weekly call, she was still really, really shaken up. It had just happened the day before. Now, there's so many aspects that make this a difficult situation. There's the uncertainty, the worry for the person, the loss, their loss, your loss, the fear, the ambiguity, and also the survivor's guilt of being the one that was left behind. So in this episode, I want to share some of the advice that I gave to her on how to handle a colleague or many colleagues being let go. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, I'm going to explain how you can handle it. In the second segment, you'll learn what you should say and what you shouldn't definitely say. And then in the third segment, I want to share some shocking stats about networking and job search and how the whole market happens when it's time to look for a new job. So get out of your head into your heart and let's dive right in, shall we? So jumping back into the story with my client, in addition to the shock that she was struggling with from what had happened, she was also struggling to decide whether or not she should reach out to one of her colleagues. They were just let go the day before and she was struggling with what to do. And I get it, this can feel like a really awkward situation. And because it's awkward, and we anticipate an uncomfortable conversation, our saboteurs, they just swoop into full force, specifically one of them, specifically our stay quiet saboteur. Now, back in episode 199, I introduced you to the stay quiet saboteur who doesn't ever wanna rock the boat. It doesn't want to get uncomfortable. It doesn't want to have awkward conversations or get embarrassed by saying the wrong things or worse yet, hurt someone else's feelings by saying the wrong thing. In that episode, I talked about the stay quiet saboteur and how it shows up when we are thinking about having anti-racism conversations. However, it can show up in any difficult situation, especially the one that we're talking about today with layoffs or with terminations. So here's what I would advise. Here's my advice. When in doubt, definitely reach out. Now your stay quiet saboteur has all kinds of BS excuses and reasons to not reach out. Like, what if they don't even want to hear from you? What if they're really embarrassed about what happened? What if they're really angry and they start yelling at you irrationally? What if they blame you? What if they're trying to move on and they just want to forget about it and don't even want to talk about it? Now, when we start to presence all of these stay quiet saboteur messages, we realize how silly they are. So when in doubt, definitely reach out. And by reaching out, I mean send them a quick email, acknowledge what happened, and ask if there's anything that you can do to help. 
And if they want to have coffee or they want to have a phone chat, just let them know that you're always there and always available. That's a safe, easy way to reach out. The ball's in their court. They're not obligated to meet with you. They don't have to talk if they don't want to talk. But they know that you care and that you're there if and when they do need you. And in fact, it's quite common to not hear back from someone, maybe ever, or maybe for a couple weeks until they process everything that happened. And that's okay. At least you know you've done what you can on your side. The truth is we all process things differently. Some people just like to go dark for weeks and they don't want to be in touch. Other people might feel isolated and they really want to reach out and talk to other people. So I wouldn't suggest phoning someone or dropping by their house or doing anything like really up close and personal unless you guys had that kind of relationship before and that seems like it's normal behavior. But reaching out via email or maybe a text or a quick chat, then you know that you've opened the door and if they do want to talk, they know that you're always there. Put yourself in their shoes. Would you want an entire company of people who you've worked with literally for years to all of a sudden just ghost you? I certainly wouldn't. I think it's a crappy way to treat people. And the longer that you leave it, the more awkward it gets. So when in doubt, definitely reach out. The other thing to realize is often when people are let go, they can feel a lot of shame and a lot of embarrassment. Even though they absolutely shouldn't, it's often never personal when we have layoffs. Being told to just pack up your things immediately into a banker's box and then just take an Uber home and forget that you even work somewhere, forget your responsibilities, forget your relationships, your connections, just pick up and leave. I think that's traumatic. And then whenever you bump into someone on the street or at a networking event, there's always that like awkwardness of words that were left unsaid. I often hear people say that they feel like they're a pariah when they've left a company. And they don't feel like they can reach out to someone who's still there. And this makes it 10 times worse, right? Because not only have they lost their job, but now they've potentially lost all the business and networking connections from that company. Layoffs can truly leave trauma because there's so much ambiguity and rarely is there ever an opportunity for anyone to get closure and really speak their mind. Years ago, I reconnected with an old colleague for drinks and she was passing through Toronto for work. I saw online and social media that she was going to be in town. I reached out and we met up for drinks. Now, when we met up, it had been well over 10 years since we had worked together. So it was a really long time and it was great to catch up. And as soon as we sat down at the table, Like within five minutes, she immediately went into a narrative about how she was let go from that company and she never should have been and she had specific and very unkind things to say about her manager and she said it was a big mistake, they should have never let her go, she was so smart and then she proceeded to tell me how she was succeeding in her current role and doing really well and how much they appreciated her in this new job. And I got to be honest... In my head, I was so shocked that she had been carrying this wound around still to this day. And to be perfectly honest, and I didn't say this to her, but I didn't even remember that she was let go. I just remember that she moved on and didn't work there anymore. I don't remember the specifics of how it happened. 
So it wasn't imprinted in my brain, but it was definitely imprinted in hers. And I was perfectly happy to let her vent and release what she needed to, but I was really shocked by how raw and how current this pain was as she told the story. She clearly had kept this anger and this rage alive. She had stoked the fire all these years. And I know she's not the only one. Have you ever heard that saying, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die? So when in doubt, definitely reach out. When we create those connections with people, we can help them to process the surprise, the shock, the trauma, whatever it is that they're feeling. We can help them process that and move on. Now, there is one obvious caveat here. There may be a request from your employer to not reach out to employees who were laid off or who were let go. And if that's the case, then I would advise that you definitely follow that and obey that. Sometimes there's more to a story than we can know about as individuals. And if that's the situation, then definitely take heed and do what you've been advised and don't reach out. However, in all my years of working at companies or coaching clients who've been through layoffs, I've never, ever, ever been told or seen that someone can't reach out to a former employee. In a termination situation, that's sometimes different because it gets a little complicated. There might be um, legal aspects involved or lawyers involved. So that's a little bit different. But with layoffs, usually it's pretty straightforward and there shouldn't be a problem. So when in doubt, definitely reach out. So you've accepted my most excellent advice to reach out. And now the second hurdle, when I reach out, what do I say? So here's a few tips to remember. Uh, I've got five tips for you. Number one, when in doubt, tell the truth. If you were shocked by what happened, then say, you know what? I was really shocked. If you feel sorry about what happened, then say, you know what? I feel really sorry about what happened. Just be honest and tell the truth. Number two, give a beautiful acknowledgement about who they are and what impact they had on you. Now, I believe that any time is a great time for a beautiful acknowledgement, but especially after someone has gone through the disruption like this of their career, then it's an extra great time to say something like, you know what, it's always been such a pleasure working with you. I've learned X from you, or I could always count on you to be the truth teller, or you always delivered exactly when you said you would. Think about what you appreciate about them and what they would want to hear most from you right now. Number three, listening is often enough. I know we worry about what we have to say, but truly in this situation, Knowing what to say can be hard, and so you will probably do more listening than talking. Whenever you get on the phone or you meet for coffee, they will probably have plenty to say. And really just holding space for whatever they need, whether they want to talk about it or they want to talk about the weather or they want you to talk about what's going on in your life, just really abide that and honor whatever their request is. Number four. This is really important. Offer to help. And don't just assume that they know that you want to help them. Actually offer to help. Say, 
really directly, I would love to help you in any way that I can. What would be helpful for you right now? And yeah, you might not have a pocket full of jobs to offer them, but here's what you could offer. You could offer to understand what kind of role they're looking for and then keep your eyes and your ears open for those opportunities and then send them along if they're relevant. You could offer to write a referral or a recommendation on LinkedIn. You could offer to help with a resume or cover letter. You could offer to meet regularly to help them brainstorm strategies or just offer time and structured accountability. So many things. And they might come up with something that you didn't even think of. And number five, stay in integrity. Now there's a possibility that they might be angry and they might have some less than flattering comments for the company or for their manager or someone else. This is perfectly normal and it's a common response. So try to keep yourself in integrity. So what I mean is if they have thoughts, you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to jump on the hater bandwagon. You can just listen to them and nod your head and say, yes, I understand, I hear you. But don't get dragged into any secret revenge plots or do anything to jeopardize your job. All right, so those are your five tips. And now I want to give you a list of things to not say, all right? So please stay away from all toxic positivity language that is overly cheery, ultra positive, really sunny, because it is 1000% patronizing to someone who's just been laid off. And you don't want to make statements or promises that you can't guarantee. So here's a list of five things you definitely do not want to say. One, don't worry, you'll get a new job soon, really. Two, there's tons of jobs out there. You'll get snapped up in no time. Three, there's probably a better job out there waiting for you anyways. Four, you're so lucky. I wish I was in your shoes. Really? Do you? Do you really? And number five, the most loaded of them all. You know what? This has probably happened to you for a reason. It must be a sign from the universe that you're meant to move on to something else. So those are the five possibly most patronizing and annoying and punch in the face worthy things you could say to someone. And I don't think I have to explain why. Now I wanna share a note on the last one though, that when we're laid off, it's probably for a reason and we will be better off. Now I'm a very spiritual person and I'm guessing that you probably are since you listen to this podcast. And I actually do believe that in most scenarios, when we get laid off or fired or forced out of a job, it's usually for a reason, for a higher purpose to move on. I do actually believe that that is true. But here's the catch. We often can't see the lesson. We can't understand it until we've moved through it and we're in the new place and we're settled and we can look back over our shoulder and reflect. So even though I know it's a gift that they've moved on and you know that it's a gift that they've moved on and even they might know deep down inside somewhere that it's a gift, this is not the time to tell them. This is not the time to be the sage on the stage, to instill your wisdom, to turn this into a teachable moment. 
I would suggest you just keep this little gem of wisdom tucked away for yourself right now. And when you're through it on the other side and they see the lesson, then be a really good friend and let them bring you the lesson and tell you all about it. Okay? Deal. Now remember that nothing that you're going to say is actually going to make them feel better and it's not meant to. You're not reaching out to them to fix anything or take away their struggle. You're reaching out to be a good human, to acknowledge what happened to them, to offer your help, and to make sure that they know that your relationship will continue even though you aren't colleagues any longer. Okay, I'm going to recap those five tips. When in doubt, tell the truth. Two, give a beautiful acknowledgement about who they are. Three, listening is often enough. Four, offer to help. And five, stay in integrity. So far in this episode, we've talked about the specific scenario of a colleague being laid off, but there's many other scenarios where this advice that we've talked about applies. So let's see how close you've been paying attention to here. It's time for a pop quiz. Let's say you notice on LinkedIn that a colleague that you worked with years ago is looking for work. Do you A, ignore it and pretend you didn't even see it? B, notice it, stop and take a big sigh and think, oh, geez, I'm glad that's not me looking for work. Or C, ping them immediately and offer your help to meet them for a virtual coffee. What did you answer? I'm hoping you answered C because that's the best and the only answer that I'm accepting. That's the answer that means you're a good human. Put yourself in their shoes. What would you want? If you were out of work, would you prefer if your entire network was just ignoring you and feeling sorry for you? Or would you want them all to be out there looking for jobs on your behalf and keeping you top of mind? Remember my example earlier, what would it feel like to have a whole company, or in this case, your whole network, ghost you at the same time? That would really suck. So I read a great stat in this book recently. Um, The book is We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. And it's about the massive impact of networking and of LinkedIn and having a huge network. 70% of professionals get hired at companies where they already have a connection. And 80% of jobs are never posted online. 80%, of jobs are never posted online. It's the hidden job market. So to find out about these jobs, you have to either know someone and, and or get an inside tip or a referral to that job. So I have to confess, I was aware of these two stats, but I didn't know that the numbers were that high. I didn't think that it was that significant, especially the 80% of jobs are never posted online. And I think a big part of this is a shift. I've talked about this before in the podcast, but a shift of a lot of recruiters changing their hiring techniques. They're no longer posting a job and accepting resumes. They are taking a job opportunity that they have from a client and then just directly searching for people with that job title and trying to convince them to leave their job to go to this new opportunity. 
And so in those circumstances, a lot of recruiters are using those techniques or in-house recruiting um, departments are using those techniques. So jobs aren't even making it to uh, online to directories. So you have to remember that your network bottom line is gold. So I want to contrast these stats with some tough love stats that I also read recently. And this is in regards to looking for a job in the old-fashioned way. So it takes 10 to 20 applications to get one interview. And then it takes 100 to 200 applications to receive one job offer. Now these are pretty abysmal stats, aren't they? And when you hear them, doesn't it really make you recognize that you want to invest in your network? You don't want to be that person who only ever posts online or connects when they're looking for a favor or reaching out in regards to a new opportunity. Okay, so I have three extra notes for you in regards to networking and opportunities. Number one, LinkedIn is so critical to staying connected. With the stats that I just read about the hidden job market, 80% of jobs never post online. I hope you're really reflecting on how much time that you spend investing in your network. I believe that you cannot work in business without being on LinkedIn and investing in your network. And I'm not just saying that because I coach a lot of people at LinkedIn. I was a believer long before that. I've been on it for years and it's not only a brilliant way to network, but it's a great way to stay in touch with people when they move around. In most situations when a colleague is laid off, they're removed from all company networks, email, Slack channels, all methods of communication. And so how do you get in touch with them? Well, LinkedIn is the perfect way because you can always track them down and find them on LinkedIn. And while we're here, please don't ever, ever, ever use your work email in your LinkedIn profile. Make sure you use your personal email. The second note that I want to share is listen to your intuition. Now, I was pretty candid about my advice, right? When in doubt, definitely reach out. Put yourself in their shoes. Would you want an entire company of people who you worked with for years to all of a sudden ghost you? I wouldn't. But deep down inside, you have to do what feels right for you and listen to your intuition, all right? I admit sometimes these situations, they can be tricky. So just remember that there's a window to reach out though. And if you don't do it right away, it'll get more and more awkward the longer you leave it. And then the third note, which is kind of cheeky, but it is a big pet peeve of mine and I can't talk about layoffs without bringing this up. If someone phones you and asks about your former colleague, please, please don't say, oh, they're no longer with us. Because when we say they're no longer with us, that's what we say when people die. And you don't want to start spreading that rumor, do you? So if someone calls for a colleague, be prepared with what you're going to say. A good safe bet is, oh, she's no longer with the company. And then follow it up with a quick, is there something I can help you with? Or how can I help you find the answer? And I'd suggest following up with a quick statement like that of, okay, what can I help you with? Because if you leave too much space, then they're going to jump in and ask questions that you probably can't answer. So please don't say she's no longer with us or he's no longer with us. 
Okay, to recap this segment, 80% of jobs are never posted online, 8-0. LinkedIn is awesome. It's like insurance for your career. Use your intuition. And don't, please don't tell people that your old colleague is dead. They've been through enough already, haven't they? Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode. Let's recap what you learned today. So I am pretty empathetic in my opinion, if you haven't noticed, which is when in doubt, definitely reach out. Watch for your stay quiet saboteurs who have all kinds of BS excuses and reasons to not reach out. Remember, there's a window to reach out and after that window, it just gets more and more awkward. Put yourself in their shoes. Don't expect to make things better with your words. That's not the objective. 80% of jobs are never posted online. And most importantly, offer to help. Be a good human. Be the good human that I know you are. And I want to send a massive thank you to my client for bringing up this great topic and helping us to come up with all these ideas and all this knowledge share for this episode. And if you have any questions from this episode or existential questions or deep questions about your life, why you're here, what you're meant for, then I would love to hear from you. I can't stand small talk about the weather or politics, but I do love a deep, good conversation about life purpose, about impact, about a general feeling that, you know, maybe you're just spiritually bankrupt. It's all good. Trust me, I have heard it all. So if you want to chat, head over to my website and you can book a consult with me. Head to thecorporateyogi.com. So that's all for now. Thanks for tuning in today. And if you have learned at least one thing today, share this episode with someone in your network. Share the wisdom and share the love. You will be glad, so very glad that you did.